Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We're continuing on with the discipleship series, and this one is part three. Yes, yeah, so here we go. This one we're going to title, Where Does It Start? And I hope you're enjoying this series because we can learn so much about discipleship. It's so very important. In fact, if you go on Google or you go on YouTube or any other search engine, you will find so many different shows, so many different series on discipleship. But I just wanted to do one from my perspective and, of course, from a biblical perspective, most important. So I want to jump right in because this one's going to be jam-packed with some goodies. So we've all heard the saying, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Well, in this case, I want to make sure we put something first before we get deeper into the discipleship series. And that, of course, is Christ. And of course, in our case, as followers of Jesus Christ, although not on the same level, we can take a look at our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So in a way, and this is just Steve Lewis's way of thinking, we could think of, you could say, the first disciple teacher is our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father God. And the first disciple, you could say, was Jesus Christ. And so you might think, well, Steve, why, why are you saying that? Where are you getting this from? Well, check this out. Let's take a look at scripture where Jesus says in John 5, 19 in the New American Standard Bible, therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the Father does these things, the Son also does the same way. So right there, in that point, okay, what does the disciple do? A disciple learns from the Master, gets trained up, and then when you look at the disciple, you can see the Master, the teacher, in that disciple. So what does he say? Once again, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in the same way. And of course, for Jesus, his discipleship was more instantaneous. As his ministry began and the Holy Spirit sent him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And also keep in mind, he did have the wisdom and knowledge of God because, hey, after all, he was and is the son of God. And so Jesus went to the Father in prayer and spent countless hours with him, as the Bible records many times, just as it is written in Luke 6:12. It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray, and he went the whole night in prayer to God. Didn't say he went and prayed for five minutes. He prayed the whole night. So Jesus was spending time with the Father, secluded time alone, praying with the Father, spending time with the Father. Just like when I said before, when I was teaching about the definition of discipleship, 
the disciples spent time with the master. In fact, they lived with him. They learned from him. They gleaned from him. And the same thing goes in this way. So he spent time in prayer with his father. And in turn, as I mentioned before, Jesus only did what he saw the father doing. That is why when you saw Jesus, once again, you saw the father. So that's why I made this comparison of God the Father being the discipler and Jesus being the example of a perfect disciple. And keep in mind, these are just Steve Lewis's thoughts that I wanted to share with you. Because it's really important that we take the time and don't just look at, hey, discipleship, okay, I've got to learn about Jesus, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Take it deeper. Take it deeper to the point where you get in your Bible Open up your Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John records the travels, the journeys, the ministry of Jesus Christ. So you can read that and you can see how they acted, how they were together, how they behaved, how they treated others, how they ministered to others. All those different things can help you as a disciple when you're learning from whoever's discipling you. It will help you become a better disciple. And as for the teachers out there who are teaching and discipling other people, look at the way Jesus taught the same way. So it all comes together. So when you grab that Bible, we've got one over here. When you grab your Bible, that's your manual. Remember what I said before? Basic instruction before leaving earth. You take that Bible, you get it in, and you go ahead and, hey, you know what? I remember now. Yes, Jesus said that. Boom, boom, boom. They did this. When he said to do something, they did it. And then whenever they doubted him sometimes, doubting Thomas, Peter, for example, he taught them a life lesson in that. And in some of those lessons, of course, you know, it's just like when Peter walked on water. Many people give Peter a hard time because he sank. But at the same time, as many of us have talked about, my dad and I have talked about it, other mentors that I have, we've talked about this before, and friends, about how at least... Peter got off the boat. The other disciples were huddled in the corner of the boat, scared to death. Peter said, hey, if that's you, Master, bid me to come out. And he went out. And there's so many lessons in that Peter walking on water because Pim Peter kept his focus on Jesus. What happened? He stayed on top of the water. But when he lost focus of Jesus Christ, well, there you go. He started sinking in the water. So that can be an important lesson to learn. That's part of those discipleship nuggets that you can learn to stay focused on Jesus Christ and go from there. And so we can look at Jesus as the ultimate teacher. He trained the disciples. Remember, Jesus was with the disciples for three and a half years. That's it. And I've talked about this before about, you know, going to college and you spend X amount of years going to college and then you get out after your three or four years of college, and you go and you actually do something with it. And so those examples like that. And then as a Christian, we sit in church for years and years and years, and what do we do? So it's really important that we get discipled, that we get trained up, that we get equipped to do the calling God's called us to do. So really important. And of course, they were given a powerful deposit of God when Jesus went to be with the Father, and that's the Holy Spirit. And so these spirit-filled men and women went around sharing the good news about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, even in chaos and confusion. Many were searching for answers and did not know where to turn, but as the disciples traveled and shared, many were saved. And of course, as they were apostles, anointed to be apostles, 
the sent out ones, they went out, and I always picture this, I always tell people to picture this, close your eyes for a minute for me, and think about this. The apostles coming down, the anointed ones filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the dust with their sandals on. And every time they take a step, all of a sudden the film turns to slow motion. And every step they take, the dirt is busting under their feet. And they're just coming into town. And there's people running to the sides of the street. And they're pointing and saying, there they are. There's the apostles. They've come to perform miracles, signs, and wonders and share the good news about Jesus Christ. And you can think about that and how powerful that is. And then you think of today where it's like, where are the disciples? Who are they? You know, if you look out with a pair of binoculars, you couldn't tell the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian half the time. That's where this discipleship time comes in. That's where the learning, the training, the equipping comes in so we can be about the Father's business. And people will know who we are without us having to shout from the rooftops, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. They're already going to know by our actions, by the way we treat each other, by the way we love one another. Really important. And that was just off the rabbit trail. But, you know, then after they received Jesus Christ into their lives, this is talking about the people that the disciples went and trained. The apostles went and taught people, trained them up, discipled them. The apostles taught them and discipled them so that they also could walk out in their God-given callings and impact the world in a mighty way by making more disciples. Not a bunch of converts, keep that in mind, not a bunch of numbers to sit in the pews, but actually making disciples, those who know about the Word of God, those who are trained and equipped and can boldly stand for Jesus Christ in this dying world. And so in the previous episode, we talked about the starting foundation, the greatest commandments, the love of God, and how important love is in all things. Because when you're doing discipleship, whether you're teaching or whether you're the actual disciple, those foundational scriptures are so important. What did Jesus do? What did God do? God gave his son for us because he loved us so much. What did Jesus teach us? He taught us to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And when you put those as the foundation, everything else is going to flow out perfectly. Because as you learn more about the Word of God, you're going to have that love. You're going to think in a loving way when you see others out there. That's how people are going to recognize you are a disciple of Jesus Christ because they're going to see Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so now we need to make sure we have some tools under our belts. And this is really important, doing the discipleship thing. It's kind of like a preparation because I don't want to just be another person talking about discipleship. I want to try to give you guys some nuggets because sometimes it's so hard and we're sitting back and we've got the Bible in our hand and we don't know where to begin. Or even if we've learned something, how do we pass what we've learned on to others? How do we pass that on to a one-on-one -on -one situation? Well, first of all, you know, for example, the biggest thing we have to think about and don't be afraid to ask because... Everyone's not a Christian. Everyone's not a believer of Jesus Christ. They may say they're a Christian, but you don't know until you ask them. And you have to find out, is the person you are sharing Christ with even saved yet? Have they asked Jesus Christ into their life? And they seem like weird questions, but Dad and I were talking one day or many different times, and he's brought that up. You'd be surprised how many people sitting in the congregations of churches, they're not even saved. 
And that makes you scratch your head and go, what, Dad? It's like, really, son? There's many in church that aren't even saved. No one's taken the time to sit down and share the gospel of the kingdom of God with them about Jesus Christ, saved, crucified, raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father and the deposit of the Holy Spirit within us. None of that stuff has been taught. Because remember, the average person walks into church and you're learning about whatever the pastor has for the sermon that weekend. And if there's no discipleship programs, that's it. And if you take your time to read the Bible, hey, you sit down, you read it. Do you understand what you're reading? Kind of like Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, he's sitting there. How can I understand what I'm reading if no one's here to teach me? Philip jumps up, starts teaching the Ethiopian eunuch about the Lord. He gets baptized, he gets saved, and he goes back to Ethiopia and uh, actually gets to share the good news about Jesus Christ and the amazing things that happened to him. But if none of us know that, we're just sitting listening to sermons. And that's it, going through the motions. You know, some people say call playing church. You know, you've got your little punch card and you're just punching your card, but there's more to this. There's more to being a Christian than that. So making sure that they're saved is first and foremost important. That's the number one thing. That's the bottom line. What's first? Who came first, the chicken or the egg? Hey, listen, you can't learn about discipleship. You're not even saved. You won't even know what's going on in the first place. So we have to start there. And so the thing is, like I said before, sometimes we assume someone is saved just by the way they dialogue back and forth with us. And to our surprise, later we find out they had never taken the time, or no one else took the time, rather, to even understand and teach them about salvation or what it even means. So in this episode, I want to do something special. I want to share with you a great tool. And remember, this is just one. Okay, this one's the Roman's Road to Salvation. And many of you have heard it. Some of you listening right now, you've heard about the Romans Road to Salvation, and some of you haven't. And that's why it's so nice to put this out there. I'm sharing this for the teachers, the equippers, as a tool. But if you are not saved, when I'm reading this to you, if you want to ask Jesus Christ into your life today while you're watching this video, praise God, that would be awesome as well. But the goal is to show these tools for people sitting in the pews, even the fivefold ministry, whoever, to know there's tools out there that you can use to lead people to Christ. Because that is key. We can preach them to death. We can teach them to death. But if they don't have Jesus Christ in their life, where are they going? Well, it won't be heaven. Okay? So keep in mind when it comes to using different tools for salvation, always remember the Word of God is the final word. So no matter what pattern you use or sharing about the gospel of Jesus Christ or sharing about the gospel of the kingdom, no matter what, make sure it always points back to the Word of God. And that's why, of course, when I'm sharing this, I'm going to actually have verses in there because that's really important and they're all from Romans. And so here we go. So here's the Romans Road to Salvation, which you can find online in many locations. Really important. Just look up the Romans Road to Salvation and you'll find it. So the first verse on the Romans road to salvation is Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it's true. We all have sinned. We all have done things that we, we're not proud of. We have all done things that are displeasing to God. There is no one who is innocent. And so Romans 3.10-18 to 18 gives a detailed picture of what sin looks like in our lives. As the scriptures say, 
No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Man, that just lays it out for you, doesn't it? That's Romans 3, 10 through 18. Man, that puts it out there and tells you point blank. The second scripture on the Romans road to salvation, Romans 6, 23, teaches us about the consequences of sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The punishment that we have earned for our sins is death, literally. Not just physical death, but eternal death. And I always like to say spiritual death. We've talked about that before. Your spirit man is dead. It does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, no relationship with our Heavenly Father, none. Your spiritual being is dead. And the third verse on the Romans road to salvation picks up where Romans 6.23 left off. But, and this is the most amazing thing that I love so much, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Yes. So when you're hearing all these things, when you're hearing no one is good, all have sinned, all have been condemned to death, and then all of a sudden you read that magic word, but, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is the answer. That right there. Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, 8 declares, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus' death paid for the price of our sins. Jesus' resurrection proves that God accepted Jesus' death as the payment for our sins. Amen? And the fourth stop on the Romans road to salvation is Romans 10.9. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so because of Jesus' death on our behalf, all we have to do is believe in him, trusting in his death as the payment for our sins, and we will be saved. Romans 10.13 says it again, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins and rescue us from eternal death. Salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is available to anyone who will trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I read that with that extra oomph because it's powerful. And I'm going to read it again. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins and rescue us from eternal death. Salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is available to anyone who will trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes. And the final aspect of the Romans road to salvation is the results of salvation. Romans 5.1 has this wonderful message 
Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, through Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship of peace with God. Amen. And Romans 8.1 teaches us, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus, death on our behalf will never be condemned for our sins. Amen. And finally, we have this precious promise of God from Romans 8, 38 through 9. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, that right there is so powerful, so comforting, so encouraging. I'm going to read it again. It's so good. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So then, part of the Romans road, here it is. Would you like to follow the Romans road to salvation? If so, here's a simple prayer you can pray to God. Saying this prayer, and keep this in mind, because some of you are going to say, it's not just a prayer, Steve. It's more than just a prayer. Hey, listen, <laughs> at least you're out there doing something instead of doing nothing. Because many of the people pointing their finger are always pointing their finger saying, hey, it's just more than a prayer. Try telling that to the people back in the day. Try telling that to the thief on the cross. He just said a few words. He acknowledged who Jesus Christ was. Boom. That was it. So keep that in mind. And so I'm going to say it again. It's a simple prayer you can pray to God. Saying this prayer is a way to declare to God that you are relying on Jesus Christ for your salvation. The words themselves will not save you. Only faith in Jesus Christ can provide salvation. So for a person who has never asked Jesus Christ into their life, they need a way. You could say it out loud, but hey, why not? You're, you're speaking. We call it a prayer. But you're literally speaking to God. And that's what this is. And so here's what it says. God, I know. And I'm going to say this slowly just in case there's anyone out there who wants to repeat after me. But I have a few things to say, though, after that. So it's not just a, I said a prayer with Stephen Lewis and I'm saved now. Whoop-de-doo. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to get connected with anybody. No, it's more than that. But I'm going to go ahead and read it. So if you want to repeat after me, you surely can. God, I know that I have sinned against you and am deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve so that through faith in him I could be forgiven. With your help, I place my trust in you for salvation. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness, the gift of eternal life. Amen. So right there, and of course it's on the screen, and I've done this before in one of my teachings um, about the good news. 
So here's what you're going to ask them. Have you made a decision for Christ because of what you have learned through the Romans road to salvation? So that's it. And then if they have, and if you have listening to me right now in this message, then praise God. Now time for the next step, because this is a powerful tool and it's great, especially for someone who does not feel comfortable trying to share the message of salvation with someone. It's really important. I know I said that before, but I'm saying it again. It's a tool to use to lead someone to Christ. And also keep in mind that there are many accounts of how people were saved through Jesus Christ in the Bible. The point is to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, admit you are a sinner in need of a Savior, and turn from your old life and turn to Jesus, and every day work on yourself. Chase after God. Chase after Jesus Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit within you to guide you in those steps. And we can learn more about that and about the Holy Spirit and so forth. But if you ask Jesus Christ into your life today, praise God, you are saved. That's awesome news. There were some that just said, you know, sometimes the apostles would just say, they'd be speaking and someone would say, please tell me how to be saved. And they'll say, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and all your household. And chase after him. Does that sound good? And keep in mind, once again, this is just one tool of many to share the gospel, but a helpful one because the starting point of discipleship is making sure you're saved, asking Christ into your life. And so I hope that helped with me sharing the Romans road today because it's really important. And it's just all these things or tools as I'm coming up to almost episode 200, I wanted to make sure as I'm climbing up the ladder, episode 191, episode 192, and so forth. I wanted to make sure I had a good series to get to 200 with because then I'm going to be changing some things around and maybe I'm going to go with a series style for the podcast where there'll be X amount of episodes in a series. Not sure yet, but I know we're reaching many people and praise God, I'm really excited for that. But anyway, the whole point is coming closer to the Lord getting to know who Jesus Christ truly is, building a relationship so that on that day, he won't say, depart from me, I don't know who you are. He's going to say, hey, get on in here. Good to see you. Welcome, my child. So getting in, learning more about the Word of God. If you have knowledge of the Word of God, get in there and disciple somebody. Make sure you have mentors that are reaching you and preaching from the Word of God so that you'll be able to understand the Word of God correctly and you won't rely on your own understanding. That's why I always have that. Always have a Bible handy. Always use Scripture in my podcast because it's all about turning back and pointing to Jesus. It's not about Steve Lewis. It's about Jesus Christ. Sound good? Let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share this message today. Part 3 of the discipleship series. My prayer also is that if someone asked you into their life today, praise God, that's awesome news. I look forward to hearing from them, Lord. Doors open up for people to reach out to them, for them to be blessed, for them to come closer to you and to know who you are. Because that's what discipleship is all about. It's all about coming closer to you, learning about who you are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, learning so we can also go out and make disciples, just as the kingdom message is written. Go make disciples of the nations.
So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. I pray right now for all those listening and watching. I thank you for them, and I do not take it lightly. May the words in this video that I've shared today be a blessing to their lives so that they'll step up and be who you call them to be. And I thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to another episode. Really appreciate it. Hope you folks are checking out Spiritual Spotlight Podcast as well. Plays every Wednesday and Friday. That's the Spiritual Spotlight Podcast where I inspire you from the Word of God, from my own personal writings and thoughts in five minutes or less. Great show. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you haven't been over to Kingdom Community TV, Remember, we're a TV show now, really exciting, reaching people all around the world on Roku, on Apple TV, so many different locations. It's really exciting. Can you tell I'm excited? So I thank you all for tuning in. Hey, with all that being said, don't forget to subscribe. Check out the YouTube channel. Also, God to Relevance for Today. Check us out. Hey, look forward to hearing from you folks. Send me a message if you have any questions, comments, or hey, you just want to share a testimony. With that being said, hey, God bless you all. Love you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.